You're listening to Team Talk on ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Welcome back to Team Talk, ESPN Radio, 1017 The Team. Joe O'Neill, Sam Hauser, as promised, the president and CEO of New Mexico United. I'm going to talk to Peter about getting an update on the club. A lot of exciting news in the offseason that's going to position them well uh, for this upcoming season. And also the schedule was released, and I was so excited I had to text Peter about it. But uh, Peter, you're, uh, obviously things are going well with New Mexico United. Somos Unidos, my friend. Hey, Somos Unidos, Joe and Sam. Great, great to hear your voice in the new year and really excited to, to get 2023 going. No doubt about it. And we're going to get to the, the layout of the schedule and how it's going to benefit the, the fans so much and encourage fans to renew their season tickets because it's going to be a big year. But before we do that, I, I just kind of wanted to uh, let people know uh, how much a, of a sports fan you are, uh, Peter, and you have been your whole life. I mean, uh, born and raised in the Boston area, which might be the greatest sports city on the planet, and you've been knee-deep into it from the time you were a kid, right? Pete? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, really blessed that way. You know, for, for uh, growing up in, in Boston, it was just something that was always around me, so I never had to contemplate or think about what it was like to not have it. And and while the watching the games and following the players was amazing, you know, there was always just such a com- sense of community around whatever team we were following, whether it was tailgating for the 2-14 and 14 Pats back then or, you know, <laughs> watching Larry Bird get another ring. So, uh, we were at all the games and, yeah, win or lose and, um, you know, always were there to, to support uh, in the new season. And and you yourself grew up uh, playing uh, sports. I know I grew up in Brooklyn. We played, you know, anywhere we could find a place to play stickball, hoops, uh, <laughs> touch football in the street. If we could find some grass, we'd play tackle. Uh, I get the impression that was kind of how you grew up too, Pete. Oh, my goodness, yeah. You know, uh, street hockey, you know, pull the nets for the cars, played whipple ball in the backyard. We're always, we play uh, tackle football on the ice, which was, uh, out, that's a whole different program, but uh, <laughs> you'd, you'd be pretty bruised, but it was great. You know, we're always outside. It was, you know, it was just, it was a little different back then, and, and times do change, not to, like, say it was, you know, better or worse, but right. uh, that's that's how we spent our time, and if uh, we had a, we, that, you know, when we, when I had downtime, I'd go look for my neighbors and see who could throw a football, baseball, or do something, and, and we spent hour after hours outside. No doubt about it. I love uh, sitting down and chatting you uh, about you know this 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 bar, which was literally right next door to the Boston Garden. We're not talking about the the TDK Center or whatever it is now. We're talking the Boston Garden, where yeah, not the only garden. the Celtics were the Garden. Thank you, Pete. They, thank you. <laughs> but the Celtics and the Bruins and uh, you were somehow uh, like you, you were working a lot for this Iron Horse Bar, which is adjacent. How did that all? come to be peter yeah yeah the the horse was actually yeah it was inside the same building as the garden uh but it was just outside of the ticketed area so there were also some arcades and a train station in there and um yeah back in the 70s my grandfather who uh it was uh, eddie meister was a great uh sports enthusiast in his own own right but you know as about 12 or 13 i would on a saturday uh i would go down to the to the garden and i'd go into the horse and i'd be a bus boy and <laughs> And, uh, you know, clear the tables. And when I was done, I'd have a pocket full of change. And I could, you know, back then it was just a lot easier. I could actually walk into uh, inside of a, a game, and all of a sudden it's Julius Irving and Larry Bird going at it in 1979, 1980. I just kind of sit there uh, 
almost in the corner on the floor and watch the game. It was such a family environment back then. And probably the last of the, you know, kind of right when it all started to change and all the money got a lot bigger and, and a little more kind of the sports business got a little more complicated. <laughs> yeah, no doubt simpler times. And then I got to imagine with the proximity to the bar, to the uh, Baston Garden, Pete, I mean, uh, you'd see a trickle or two of, of famous people come into your grandfather's place. <laughs> you know, absolutely. You know, I look back on it and, uh, you know, I, I love my grandfather. He passed when I was about 20 and really wish I'd gotten even more time to kind of learn about him and his passion. But, uh, you know, the bar was, it's not like a sports bar now with, you know, beautiful TVs everywhere. Back then it was smoky. Uh, I'm sure there was some, uh, you know, some, some friendly betting going on. And then, but, you know, after the game, I would just go in and after the game, it wasn't uncommon for one of the Boston Celtics to give me a ride home back to my hometown because, uh, Robert Parrish, ML Carr, they both live within, you know, a few miles of where I lived. And, and that's just kind of how it was. The guys would get dressed, and uh, we would jump in the car, and I'd just get like a ride home, like I was coming uh, coming home from, uh, you know, staying over at a friend's house. So Red Auerbach was around. Sometimes I'd end up in his office. And, uh, you know, I just, you know, back then it was a little surreal because while I sort of knew who these guys were, I didn't really maybe understand, you know, their, their place in sports. But uh, that was probably even better. It was just, uh, it was just like hanging out, uh, you know, with with my dad's friends. How about that? I mean, what I wouldn't give for one of the towels that ML Carr would wave around during those Celtics finals game. <laughs> I tell you what, Pete, we're talking with Peter Trevisani, President and CEO of New Mexico United. Uh, they just released their entire schedule. We're going to get to that in just a second here. Uh, but later on in life, Pete, you continued, uh, you know, with sports, and and you did it in a capacity as a college football player at BC. Uh, you know, I mean, you always get are very humble about this, but but you played uh, on you know the Boston College team that went and played you know not only home games and amongst great crowds up there, but you went on the road and played at Tennessee, I think, and maybe even oh, yeah. uh, you know uh, you know Notre Dame. I think you guys had a game at that was quite of an experience, and and also kind of also uh, laid more of a foundation of your love of sports. Talk about that, Pete. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we uh, now it even feels better that we beat Georgia in the Hall of Fame Bowl, which was the first ever back then, uh, my freshman year. But yeah, you know, I was um, uh, I loved football growing up. I wasn't very big. I just loved the sport. I loved the camaraderie of it. I loved I loved this. You know, my teammates. I liked that we're all in it together. You won together. You lost together. You kind of you played in pain a lot of times because you didn't want to let people down and your teammates down. I really learned a lot about about myself and uh, about the type of people I wanted to surround myself with. And I had a lot of, you know, offers um, to play Division Three football, and, and that's amazing in itself. Um, but I actually decided uh, that I wanted to kind of stay closer to, to home, and I walked on the Boston College football team. And uh, after, uh, you know, a couple years of just, you know, scout player grinding it out, uh, I didn't see the field, uh, but finally junior year I was, you know, my first play, I, I got in, I was on a kickoff. It was our first kickoff of the season playing USC and, uh, you know, got to run by Junior Seau before kind of anyone knew who he was and a lot of other, you know, famous guys on that team and eventually got a scholarship and, um, you know, but uh, that was all great, very validating, but I love that experience. It just taught me so much about myself and really just the sense that if you really believe in what you want to go do, just keep working, keep grinding, keep going. Don't worry about, you know, uh, external validation. Don't worry about anything else other than, than the fact that you're chasing something that's super important to you. 
And I see that with my own two eyes, Pete. Uh, I go by your offices. I see your meetings. And it's, uh, you know, the epitome of a team team uh, that you have there and, and the importance of that. And again, all those things that you've just t- told us about, I know, have, have been part of why you have this philosophy on, uh, you know, it's bigger than the sport itself. And, and all those things are coming to fruition. We're talking to the president and CEO of uh, the United, uh, New Mexico United, Peter Trevisani. So uh, you successful uh, professional career, Pete, and uh, you decide to move your family uh, of all places from the North northeast uh to new mexico uh what was behind that decision pete yeah well i had uh you know i was in my uh late 20s and uh i uh had kind of uh backed my way into a finance career and i i thought that hey well if i can't play in the nfl what's the nfl uh finance and business and i at the time i felt like it was you know wall street and and uh there's some great people on wall street i you know i know there's a it's an easy group to pick, you know, make fun at. But at the end of the day, after about two years, I kind of looked around at the people 10 years, 20 years older than me. And I just, I just felt like, uh, I wanted to have a different path. And so, you know, my wife and I, uh, Wendy, we, we moved to New Mexico. She had actually done an internship with a small finance company at the time called Thornburg Investment Management in Santa Fe. And, and so we moved here, you know, we, we, well, we had a lot of, you know, opportunity growing up you know we still had student loans when we got here and we just decided we'll make our put our stakes in the ground in new mexico and 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 see how it shakes out i don't know that i expected to never leave um when we got here but uh, man i'm glad we're here and i can't imagine living anywhere else it's been amazing to raise a family here and new mexico's uh, in my blood and i'm not going anywhere no, you're not. And um, I'll tell you what, uh, the uh, momentum continues to build for New Mexico United, uh, positioned as well as any franchise in the entire USL, maybe uh, better than any other franchise in the entire USL. And, um, you know, this offseason, you guys didn't let any grass grow under your feet. You secured uh, important pieces that have been around, uh, but then you went in out, out and aggressively got new players, Pete. Uh, so talk about this uh, this club you have now. I mean, not specific names, but just the philosophy that went into um, getting this team even better this offseason. Yeah, well, I think that's it. I mean, it's, um, you know, we, we've had a couple of different philosophies. One, uh, we always want to be improving. Um, and I see it not just in our players. I see it in our coaching staff. I see it in the people who work in the front office. You know, while I may, may have started New Mexico United, I'm not ending New Mexico United. It's going to go on long before, after Pete Trevisani. And we have so many great, uh, leaders at our company who, uh, work so hard. So, uh, we're always growing, uh, front office and with our, with our players. And, and it's not just about trying to win, but we want to win in a way that really makes our community proud with players that represent us. They're not all going to be from New Mexico. It's a global game, and we're always going to have players from all over the world. Uh, but we want to make sure that, that we're winning in, in, in a way that really you know, reflects positively on, on who we are collectively as New Mexicans to the extent we can define it. And so going out and getting guys, uh, players that are not just talented, but have a lot of drive, want to win a cup, want to be part of the community, you know, want to be here. And they're not just coming in for a paycheck. They're coming in for uh, an opportunity. They're coming in for, uh, for, you know, to be a catalyst. And, you know, we did that this year by one, bringing back a lot of players, um, who are going to be familiar names and, and faces that have really demonstrated that this is their home. This is where they want to be. 
Uh, we brought back Santi Moir, um, uh, who was here the first year, uh, and he wants to come back and win a cup, and you can feel it. It's super important to him, and we I love his uh, tenacity and his attitude, and I can't wait to see what he can do on the field. And then some newer players, too, that, that understand the platform we have here and that they know that when you play at New Mexico United, you're playing on the biggest stage in the USL, and frankly, you're playing where it's even more important than uh, some, you know, other, you know, major league teams, uh, whether it's soccer, you know, basketball, baseball, uh, et cetera. Uh, people want it here. It's important. And, uh, and, you know, and we're, we're just excited to be part of that landscape. And frankly, you know, I, I love seeing what happened at UNM at the pit with the sold out pit. I know the Lobos didn't get the result on the basketball court, but what, what, what energy God, that that's amazing. That's what we have here. And we, we can harness that almost every day, not just once in a while. Talk about the Lobos all the time, Pete, <laughs> and how you're so hopeful that they're as successful uh, as they can be because it, it's just good for everybody around here. Hey, only a couple more minutes. Uh, saw the schedule. Love the fact that you actually, I mean, maybe the players don't, but uh, love the fact that the first home game uh, is a little bit deeper into the season. But once you play that first home game, it's pretty much consistent there for the next, you know, th- throughout the end of the year. It's kind of backloaded. First home match uh, is uh on April 15th against San Diego Loyal. Of course, we know all the things that go along with that. But um, just that you're going to be playing from coast to coast. This uh, league is uh, amazing, um, Pete. And, and people that love the sport, that love United, are going to get to see some amazing competition come through uh, the lab this year. Oh, yeah, absolutely. The, the quality of players coming through the USL has it's exponentially, uh, it's grown exponentially, even, even from when we started for, you know, four seasons ago. Um, and, and, uh, with us playing every team in the West, home and away, and then every team in the East once, you know, half of them home, half of them away, uh, there's an opportunity to see every team in the USL this year. And we're going to know at the end of the season who the best team is because everybody's got to go through everybody. And that's amazing. I love that we get to do that. Uh, and so we'll have Louisville in for the first time. They're, they're, uh, they're an iconic team. They've won, I don't know if it's two or three championships, but, uh, you know, that's the, that's the gold standard. They're going to be visiting us late in the season. And then we have our traditional rivalries against El Paso, Phoenix, Colorado Springs. So uh, it's, it's going to be amazing. And like you said, Landon Donovan will be coming in with the San Diego Loyal on April 15th to kick off our home schedule. So one thing that I really love this year, Joe, is we have so many Saturday night games. Uh, the way the baseball schedule played out in our schedule, we're really able to have most of our games on Saturday, which means that everyone from New Mexico can come uh, because so many people come from outside of uh, you know the Albuquerque-Santa Fe corridor, and, and they need a weekend to, to get here and, and spend the weekend here with us. So I just think we're going to have uh, great crowds, great energy, and, and we're all going to be in it together. I, uh, I just can't wait to get started. It's going to be a magical year. It is, Pete. We can't. Wait to be along for the ride again. Our fifth year working together, and it has just been uh, a pleasure since day one, Pete. Thank you so much for having ESPN Radio 1017, the team, uh, part of the ride. Hey, well, you guys, thanks, Joe. It's really, I should be thanking, you know, you and Sam and your whole staff. You said yes before you got to see the first kick. You wanted to be a part of it. You didn't know what exactly was going to be, and uh, you gave, you know, you, you said yes to New Mexico United, and I'm, I'm so happy we've been together since day one, and and uh, we just keep building our partnership. It's uh, there's nothing like uh, you know getting to hang out with Adam and Chris and uh, Adam and uh, Andy, Andy, sorry, and and hear their uh, enthusiasm before the game and and their their 
calls of the game uh, are always spectacular. So we're really looking forward to another strong season uh, with you guys. And uh, the nice thing is, if you can't make it to a game, you can always listen to a game or watch a game. There's always an avenue to, to follow along with New Mexico United. No doubt. And, and to follow up, you know, you mentioned Adam Deal and Andy Hageman. Uh, I mean, best broadcasting crew in the league. I'll just tell you that, Pete. I mean, nobody uh, in the league uh, has this opportunity for all their games to be on an FM radio station and, of course, streamed around the world. Sirius XM Satellite picks up your games all the time as a result mm-hmm. of Adam and Andy doing the game and, of course, the interest in United. So it's been great, and I know the best years are to come, Pete. Thank you so much. Appreciate you, man. Yeah, appreciate you guys, too. We'll see you uh, in a few, you know, get some rest. We're going to need it this year. Thomas Unidos, thanks again, uh, Sam and, and Joe. Thanks for having me on, and look forward to seeing you guys around. You bet. I love chatting with Pete Trevisani, man, and I love hearing his background. I mean, people that don't know uh, how uh, his love of sports and his love of fans run through his veins.